Hello, everybody. Welcome to our first emergency edition of Buds and Blue Jays. I'm Jesse Burrell, and that's Riley McConnell. And Riley, no time to waste. Let's get right into it today. We have some breaking news in Blue Jays land. That's right. The Blue Jays have traded a catcher and top 10 overall prospect, Gabriel Moreno, an outfielder and fan favorite, Lourdes Gurriel Jr. to the Arizona Diamondbacks for a 26-year-old catcher slash outfield Dalton Varsho, Riley, this is all very new to us. This happened maybe an hour or two ago, so we're still kind of soaking this in and what this all means, but let's have our therapy session here, Riley. What was your first thoughts when you saw this transaction come through the wire today? I mean, initial thoughts are it sucks to lose Lourdes Gurriel Jr. He's been a favorite of mine for, you know, as long as he's been on the Major League Ball Club. And, you know, he had a he had a down year last year. We all know that. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, such a good presence on this ball team kind of really represented the Blue Jays well, I thought. I mean, he's a, he's a fun guy. Uh, personality is everything on the ball diamond. And Lourdes Gurriel Jr. exemplified that perfectly as far as Gabriel Moreno goes I think that this is a guy with you know elite career potential in a lot of different categories whether it be defensive whether it be on the side of the bat whether that be even you know being an elite base stealer as a catcher um the 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 sky's the ceiling for Gabriel Moreno and you put him on any team and I think he'll be successful you know of course would have loved to see it happen with the Toronto Blue Jays but obviously not going to happen. So let's talk about what we got back. Dalton Varsho, right off the bat, Jesse, if you were to ask me, you know, a couple of years ago or whatever, what I thought of Dart- Dalton Varsho, not much. Uh, I did know him as up as a catcher going through the minor league systems. And this is a guy who all I knew is he had really good speed for a catcher. He was yep. a left-handed bat, you know, was a great fielder, um, made the adjustment to move to the outfield at some point in his minor, minor league career and, you know, played the outfield for the last three, three seasons, really uh, last year, 2022 being um, his first real full season in the majors. I mean, he had some very good numbers Um, playing in the national league West. um, It's a guy I haven't seen a lot and I hate to say it, you know, but if I haven't seen the guy play a whole lot, Jesse, I mean, he's not a, he's not an elite level player. I mean, I don't, (laughs) I don't trust it yet. It's sad to say. I mean, he's yeah, a, you're great a big player. eye test guy, right? Like you I, I, love, eye test I, lo- I love the eyeball test, man. I got to be able to see the guy. I do like that. He's a lefty bat. I know yep. we've been going after lefty bats and he does have a lot of potential too. I mean, he had 27 home runs last year. That's great. And he's a guy who could steal 20 bases in a season. And we talked before the show, Jesse, I mean, personally, I'm a counting stats guy as well. I mean, mm-hmm. 20 home runs and 20 steals. I mean, that's probably a really good season, even if you only hold a 250 batting average. I mean, if you have 2020, you were doing a lot of things right on on the offensive side of the ball. And his defense to boot is, you know, well above average, almost elite level in some categories. So, you know what? I'm sure it's going to pay off. I really hope so, because we did give up a a really good team guy in Lourdes Gurriel Jr. And number two, uh, probably one of the best prospects that the Blue Jays have had in quite some time since, uh, you know, Vlad Jr. and guys like that. Yeah, ultimately, my first reaction when this trade was coming through, I thought, okay, Dalton Varsho was a trendy fit, right? Arizona had a lot of outfielders. We had a a bunch of catcher depth. It kind of made sense that we were doing that, but I kind of wanted more. And then when I found out that we were also throwing in Lourdes Gurriel Jr., we weren't getting anything else in return, I thought, okay, it might seem kind of steep. And if you're looking from a true value perspective on this trade, the Jays might have lost this trade, giving up a top 10 prospect in all of baseball and only getting Dalton Varsho. But... 
for what it's worth, we don't know, right? We've had the Gabriel Moreno talk a lot so far this uh, offseason. We like he could be anything. You know, he is the best, most athletic catching prospect since JT Real Muto. But he also, there could be a concern about the power and whatnot coming from Gabriel Moreno. So we'll wait and see. Um, but I wanted to get into what we're getting a little more from Dalton Varsho. And the first thing when you hear him, Riley, is you see his good defensive skills. And yeah, he produced a 4.9 war last season. Let's not forget that, even though most of it was because of his defensive positioning and his skills and his UZR and his range behind in the outfield there. Um, he was really good. And that 4.9 war would have been best on the Blue Jays position players. So there is value here. And maybe he's not going to get all the offensive ability from his uh, bat. But if he can produce things with his glove and have a good season, it's kind of like what Kevin Pillar did in his uh, 2015 season with the Toronto Blue Jays. So first thoughts, I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's definitely a rhyme and a reason why this trade happened. We're definitely, obviously, the left-handed bat thing, I, I got to assume, was very important in making this deal happen. Yeah. Also kind of crappy in a way. Um, really, uh, in a way, you look at the trade value, Jesse, and Lourdes Gurriel Jr. was really the piece of this trade that was just kind of an extra. I mean, he's really undervalued as far as this this trade goes. I mean, Gra Gabriel Moreno has a lot of great value. We knew a catcher was going to probably not be with us to start the year. So obviously, that's debunked right now. It's probably going to be Kirk and da Danny, Danny Jansen to start the year. Um, yep. And Gabriel we'll Moreno... Gabriel Moreno, the odd guy out there, but I do feel for Lourdes because obviously, you know, you look at the things weighing in on this trade. Yes, Dalton Varsho had a great campaign last year and he's starting his major league career quite, you know, quite promising as a player who could do, do a lot, um, came into the the league at a good time, not a, you know, a 25 year old. He was 24 when he came in. That's a pretty good yeah. age. Um, you know, all things considered though, um, is Lourdes going to have a good time out in Arizona? I mean, this could totally mess with, you know, the rest of how his career is going to shape up and not, not too sure on that, but you, you're definitely hoping from Varsho that there's, there's definitely some pop in the bat, uh, hitter friendly Rogers center, um, definitely could play it, play an effect, but yeah, defense, big thing, man. Uh, we definitely are looking to have a lockdown outfield playing behind us. Yeah, so let's talk about what the outfield is going to look like now here, Riley. And last season, the main outfield that the Blue Jays ran out was Lourdes Gurriel Jr. in left. We had George Springer in center. We ran Teoscar Hernandez in right. If you look at their defensive run saves metric, there was actually negative two for those three of them in the outfield last year. With the additions now of Kevin Kiermeyer and Dalton Varsho to our outfield, it would have a plus 14 um, defensive run save for this team. So think about it. That's 16 runs taken off the board, which could really help our run prevention, which was something the uh, Ross Atkins had talked about a lot. So I think that will really help. And plus too, Riley, if our outfield defense, which was quite poor last year, gets better, I think it's going to help our pitching staff tremendously. Guys like Jose Barrios, Yusei Kikuchi, and Kevin Gosman had BABIPs that were way higher than the, even their career norms and anything else. And I think poor jumps in the outfield. And Lourdes Gurriel himself was actually pretty bad for taking those bad routes and making his plays in the outfield. This is only going to make them better and should make our pitchers that much better this year. So yes, we're not getting... We'll talk about his bat in a second here and what exactly we can expect from that. But yes, we have lost over the course of the offseason some offensive thump. But I think what we've gained now with Varsha, with Kiermaier, is going to actually... I almost want to say raise the floor of this ceiling a little bit and should provide a good stability for this team as long as they all stay healthy. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think that uh, you see how our pitchers played in 2022, Jesse, and we're not going to be a team that strikes out a lot of hitters. Our pitchers just aren't. I think it's kind of out of the question that we finish in the bottom half for 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 yeah, strikeouts. Especially for with pitchers. Chris Bassett there now too, right? Mm -hmm. 
So we're going to get a lot of balls in play this year. And I think it, uh, it, it is going to be important that we have, you know, essentially one of the best um, outfielders of the last 10 years in Kevin Kiermeyer, And then this up and comer Dalton Varsho, who has catcher turned, you know, basically gold glove potential outfielder. And I think that that's a huge plus for us too. Yeah. Uh, you you're not going to count on Kevin Kiermaier to hit you 20 home runs, but Varsho could be a real sneaky guy in our lineup, a guy that might not bat in the top four in our order, but definitely could supply a lot of pop there too as well. Yeah, we'll talk about the bat in a second here, but I just want to... He's probably penciled in to play left field for this team, I would assume, right? We're going to keep Kiermaier in center, or maybe even Kiermaier goes in left and Varsho goes in center. Which Actually, the more I think about that, that might be the play there and keep Springer in right, but... Uh, he did play 151 games with Arizona last year. 71 of them were in right, 54 of them were in center, and he caught 31 games, and he was designated a hitter for the other 15. I do think Dalton Varsho's time behind the plate might be limited. Maybe he gets in there for a game or two, but I still think the Blue Jays might sign another catcher to try to get in there and not relying on Varsho behind the plate because his outfield defense is so good. Do you have a quick thought on that before we move on to the bat? Yeah, I definitely, I don't mind the idea at all. I mean, a catcher is one of the most difficult, if not the most difficult position to play on the ball diamond. And I like that the versatility is there in a pinch that something could happen. Yeah. Certainly, I, I mean, look at the catchers that we we still have um, on this major league roster. Um, uh, it's obviously going to be Varsho um, in one of the outfield spots. Um, but the fact that he can, you know, possibly sub in at a time, you know, in a pinch or whatever, I think is, is very useful. Utility players don't often get enough love. I mean, they had the gold glove for utility player introducing yeah, it. Yeah, this year. I think that's, <laughs> that's, I think that's very cool um, because they need some love. And I think Varsho is a little more than, you know, utility player potential, but I do like that he can play some catcher as well. It is going to help too. We'll talk about Jansen and Kirk in a minute here and what that leaves us set with. But if one of them is DHing all the all the time and the other one is behind the plate, if one of them gets hurt or has to be moved for a pinch runner or something, the fact that you now have the option to move Varsho behind the plate is actually a big plus for this team and should give John Schneider a lot to work with there. But Riley, let's talk about the bat now because this is going to be the big question with Dalton Varsho, especially because this team is missing some of its offensive thump that we had last year. Last season, Riley, he had 235, 303, 443, 27 home runs and 16 stolen bases. I did a little park overlay of his hits last year and, and ran it through with the Rogers Center. And if he played every single game in Toronto last year, he would have had a 29 home run season, which on paper, that sounds pretty good. That seems like something that would play. But the batting average and the low on base skill seems to be the problem. There is a grain of salt, assault, though. I got a text from friend of the show, Isaac, and someone, uh, one of our Twitter followers mentioned on there that the poll percentage was very big for him. 55% last year, Riley, which was the highest in all of baseball. So there is a chance now with banning the shift, maybe some of those ground balls he hit the second get through. And so there is a chance that maybe we can see the batting average rise and the on-base skills get there. But that's going to be the big thing here is if he can come up and he can perform with the bat like this, then this is going to be a good trade, a trade that's going to help us win now. But if it doesn't, and if the batting average falls and he hits 188 like he did in his rookie year, this it could be tough. So I'm a big fan of the shift being banned, going back yeah. a little more old school style. Um, Jesse, I was a guy who pulled the ball a lot. So we're, well, you had a bit more opposite field poise than I did. But um, Varsho, if he's going to pull the ball, you know, uh, seven out of 10 times in his ABs and, you know, and th three of those go through the hole for a hit where a second baseman could have been playing deep. I mean, that's great. I mean, I don't think his batting average is going to improve significantly. Is he going to be a 230 hitter? I hope not. Is he going to be a 250 hitter? 
I think that's a pretty accurate number to kind of roll around, give or take 10 points off or on his average. Um, but yeah, if he, if you can hit 25 home runs, you can probably hit 30 home runs. And he's still a player that has not had a ton of MLB experience. I mean, he's hitting in a very uh, hitters friendly Rogers center. Um, you know, I think he's probably going to get the same amount of games. I'm assuming around that 150 mark. Um, I think that he's going to have pretty good power numbers um, next year. The 302 on base percentage is definitely a concern. Um, this is a guy last year who actually went down as far as his base on balls percentage and his strikeout percentage is going up. I don't love that. Yeah, it's tough um, to see. It's. It was a weird year last year, a lot for a lot of numbers. Let's hope that this is sort of an asterisk. I'm hoping that um, on base can improve by like 25 points would be nice. If you can get it just around a 330 on base percentage, I would really like that. And I think it's very doable with the shift being banned and, you know, maybe just good off season training, have a good spring training and, and, you know, take the bull by the horns quick and, and jump on the board early with some hits. Career 900 OPS in the minors too. So, and that's all while trying to be a catcher in the minors. So there is some talent here and there is some stuff, you know, he's only going to improve. This is going to be his third real full season in the big leagues. And Hey, there is more upside here than we're holding up to. I'm just worried that like, you know, a guy who hit a lot of power, didn't hit much average, didn't get on base a lot. That was Randall Gritchick. We've had that guy in here before. And yes, far shows better defensively than Gritchick ever was. He's not making as much money than Gritchick ever was. And the speed is better than Gritchick ever was, but that's kind of what I'm thinking at the bat, and I would like to be pleasantly uh, surprised with that. I mean, a pleasant surprise would be nice. I'm going to go back and say that, yes, the price we gave up, that's what's going to be the thing. I mean, Lourdes on the last year of his yeah. deal, he obviously didn't hold a lot of value. Gabriel Moreno was the big piece in this. Is Dalton Varsha worth it? I mean, only time will tell that. But you certainly hope for those numbers to be up, Jesse. Obviously, mm-hmm. not every player next year is going to have a career year. Um, I don't see it. I, I see Varsho being a very steady guy. He's probably going to be an all-star once or twice in his career and, you know, hold a position on a roster for a very long time. He's not, uh, you know, a high, he's not a high talent guy. He has a lot of special tools that make him a very good ball player, yep. but he's, he's nothing. He's nothing extraordinary. Out, like, you know, that just jumps right off the page at you. Of course, his defense is awesome. You know, good base running ability and the fact he can play catcher too. Those are all interesting tools. But a guy who's, you know, never going to carry you through a season. We'll see. We're going to need him. He's now automatically become one of the core parts of our lineup here and on the thing. And Riley, I just want to touch real quick on the guys we gave away here. Uh, with Lourdes Gurriel being gone, you know, I'm not super upset. Maybe not as upset as you are to see this guy go. Like the bat just disappeared last year, Riley. The barrel rate absolutely plummeted. And, you know, the defense wasn't good either. So I'm not exactly upset to see Lourdes Gurriel gone off this team. It, You know, the vibes were great with Lourdes Gurriel. And there's something to that with the clubhouse chemistry and everything. Uh, the main takeaway with Gurriel off the roster now is he was probably going to be Vlad's backup at first base. So now I don't think we have that anymore. Unless the Blue Jays are really going to rely on Kevin Biggio to be the backup first baseman. I would kind of hope we try to add a bench piece or maybe Spencer Horowitz can come up from the minors and be the backup first base lot. Quick thought on that before we get to our catchers. Yeah, I wouldn't mind the idea. Um, Horowitz, a guy who has little or to, I should say, sorry, no MLB experience. Um, I mean, it's a, it's a tough call. We're in, we're in kind of win now mode. I do like sure things. So adding another first baseman is, you know, 
it's definitely a good idea. Yes, Kevin Biggio can play first base. Is he a guy I want on first base for That's thirty? Thing. Yeah, I don't know for if I thirty for thirty games. It's like, uh, like yeah, he's he hasn't since his since his time in Toronto. It's just I am kind of less and less on the Biggio train, which is too bad. A guy who was, you know, well regarded and had a great minor league career. There's no question about that, but has not been the elite prospect that he once was. Let's talk about the catchers now, because now that we've traded Gabriel Moreno, this leaves us quite firmly with Alejandro Kirk and Danny Jansen still on the roster. Now, let's not forget, Danny Jansen was probably the Blue Jays' best power hitter last year. And if he can stay healthy for the course of the season, it is going to help the thump of the lineup. Alejandro Kirk is still here. He's probably going to have to DH 60 plus games or so, but you can firmly rely on your two best offensive weapons from the catcher position. Uh, in the lineup at all times, which, as you mentioned, Riley, we are a win-now team. Gabriel Moreno could have been everything, yes, but catcher prospects do take a lot longer to develop. So a team that really wants to win before guys like Vlad and Bo and Springer reach free agency, I think they made the right move ultimately here, letting go of Moreno and choosing to keep these two guys because this is our time to win right now. It is. It, it certainly is, Jesse. And if in five years we somehow come full circle and get Moreno back, that's a whole other story for down the road, things like that. Uh, I'm sure we'll have, knock on wood, still have Kirk at that time. But yeah, Jesse, I mean, I'm not fussy on it yet. Um, I know that a lot of people will be on my side. And I know a lot of people are probably happy about that. But again, it's just a guy that I haven't seen play a lot of ball. I know that the numbers don't lie. It's just, is he a good team fit? Well, yes, it seems like he is a good team fit. We're clearly going with a good defensive outfield. He's a good base runner. He's a left-handed bat. We know we need one of those. Um, it just, I just hope that, you know, we, we gave up, we gave up a lot, man. I mean, you look at what I'm going to go back to the, where we gave up Jose Barrios and the two guys, we gave up Woods Richardson and Martin. Yeah. I was um, bad when Martin. we made that trade at the time, but in hindsight, that yeah. looks pretty good. Yeah, like honest, honestly, man, it's just one of those things. We're totally in win now mode. We're selling the farm in a way. Moreno, I don't even. He was, he's major league ready. He's not a. He's still a prospect, but he's not really a prospect anymore. He's going to play um, for the big club in Arizona for sure. Um, I just hope that Dalton Varsho can really really shine next year and prove me wrong that I'm not, you know, because I'm sitting on the fence right now, prove me wrong that I should be all in for this. For what it's worth too, Riley, there are some Diamondbacks people who are not exactly thrilled about this trade either. I think they see the value in Dalton Varsho too. In fact, Gary Sheffield, yes, that Gary Sheffield just tweeted out if you care about his opinion at all, but he just said, um, whoever made this trade for the D-backs, that trade sucks. The person who made this should be fired. So there are people on both sides of the fence, Riley, that are uh, torn about how to feel about this trade. And I guess that's kind of the feeling of, you know, you made a good trade, right? When both sides are uneven about it. Because I know when I make a trade in fantasy, if I'm uneven about it, I know we probably made a good trade. So I'd imagine it's the same case here. Yeah, I mean, shout out, I guess, Gary Sheffield, um, a guy I don't, a guy who probably should be in the Hall of Fame, but, you know, needles and stuff and, yep. and you know, whatever else. But, hey, it's more or less, Jesse, like if they're if they're ticked off about it, then we're obviously getting something good back. Prove me wrong. But I do see that. I, I know what Lourdes can do. He might, he might be, if, if he's, if his career is going on a downward trend, then it was the right move. Absolutely. And 
I just the, the problem is we're in win now mode, Jesse. I think regardless of how you look at this, Gabriel Moreno is going to be a great player for a I'm long for time. Him, man. I really am. Uh, really I, am rooting for him. Right nothing wrong with nothing wrong with rooting for him at all. I mean, yeah. there's nothing there's there's nothing any of these players can do, man. That's though that's that's sports are business now, man. And we got all we can do is is sit here and review it. We don't got any say in it. Um, but if they're if they're a bit ticked off, I mean they. You know, they obviously hold a lot to Dalton Varshow. Just, just, just we know that Gabriel Moreno will be a a great all-star level catcher for a long time in the majors. It could be. All right, Riley, five final thoughts before we wrap up our thoughts here. One, where do you think Dalton Varshow fits in the lineup? Well, I mean, certainly he's going to be our, one of our starting outfielders. Yep. And a corner outfielder, uh, probably at that. That's my thought. Um, I would I would saddle him between let's let's say opening day. Um, I'm going to saddle him between where Kirk was at the five spot. I think I think if it's Kirk five or I think if it's Kirk five or Jansen five, then it got to be that it's got to go Varsho than Chapman. I think I saddle him right between one of our catchers and Matt Chapman. Yeah, I think he's. I put- yeah, he's going to slide right in that five through eight spot, I think, is in the lineup. Wherever you put Chapman, Danny Jansen, uh, Dalton Varsho is going to roll right in there. Probably Kiermaier nine, and then whoever your second baseman is that day, Espinel or Biggio, I'd say Varsho probably hits ahead of them. If it's Biggio, he'll probably be a spot in between. There'll be a right-handed hitter in between him and Biggio just to make the lefties um, differ in the lineup. But that's about where the spot I think he's going to be in the lineup. The trade, though, today, Riley, it was a two-for-one. We did clear up a roster spot. So do you think the Jays are done now? Like how much more work do you think we have to do before this team is ready for opening day? So what I would like to see Jesse still is, is thinking about getting us another starting pitcher. I think our bullpen is fine. I I agree. And we might be in the minority I, there, Riley, but I really do think our bullpen is good. I, I, I mean, Swanson was a great addition. I thought we had a good bullpen anyways. I thought that our bullpen has drastically under underperformed since my my birth. It seems that in my whole life, I have not witnessed a great, you know, Blue Jays teams with good, reliable bullpens. I think we have the right guys. I think we almost had it without Swanson. I think we're, we're there now. And as far as our starting pitchers go, it's Manoa and Gosman at the one, two spot. Yeah. And then you go down from there and you say, okay, Chris Bassett, let's have another good, reliable season as a three guy, perfect three guy for us, especially with the defensive acquisitions we've acquired. And then Jose Barrios and then kind of your, is it, is it going to be Kikuchi? Is it going to be Mitch White? I would really like another option there, Jesse. I honestly would. Um, and, and see where we go. If, if we could get another starting pitcher, that's a four five guy, even a five, five guy, that would be just awesome. I think we need it. I, and there have been rumors the Jays have been in on guys like Johnny Cueto. I kind of hope we sign like a, a Corey Kluber type. So they're going to get somebody, even just to bring in some competition going into spring training next year so they can hold down the spot until Ricky Tiedemann is ready, probably midseason. That's what I think the play is there. But uh, they're going to add, I think, another catcher, probably a veteran guy, a guy who you could probably send to Buffalo, like kind of what Zach Collins was last year, a guy who could come up. He could put in the big leagues for a while, but the guy who ultimately could go to AAA, I think they're going to add another guy like that. Um, Riley, I want you to grade the trade. Honestly, if you were a teacher and you had this, this paper come through of this trade and you had to give it a grade, what would you grade it? So I'm actually, I'm going to do it more like it's a grade. Um, I, I do want to <clears throat> figure out 
I'm, I, I want to give it for right now. I want to give it a B minus. Okay. I want to get, I want to give it a B minus right now. And I want to check in later to give it a second term grade. Um, when there's games played behind this trade, I mean, Jesse on, uh, like personally, I, I don't love it. I personally don't love it. I know that the, the that the metrics don't lie behind it. The defense is real. The power potential is, is real. It's a possibility for 30 home runs. And with the bases, the bags getting larger next year. I mean, there's a possibility for a 20 stolen base season. I would not put it past that Varsha will and could do that in 2023. But uh, I mean, I got to see some play for right now. I'm calling it a B minus. I, I think I'm going to go maybe a B plus. It's just, it's all going to come down to the bat. The on-base skills need to improve. And if the power is real and he gets some double power, then I could believe we could have a five war player, six war player out of Dalton Varshow. And if that's the guy we're getting, then it's going to be a win. But there's some uncertainty, Riley, and there's a side of variance. If that batting average falls and it falls into the 200 range, then like I said, he turns into Randall Gritchick and this is not a good trade. So a lot of what if is going to be a very interesting player to watch going forward. I hope it works out in our favor. Absolutely. Absolutely. Hope it works out, Jesse. We know for a fact that we're going to get someone good defensively and we did get a very versatile player, which is very important. Seems to be a very trendy thing. I mean, Whit Merrifield, Kevin Biggio, yeah. Dalton Varsho now um, added to this team. I mean, there's a lot of versatility in this. And, and the Jays have loved the versatility. Like they always oh, have. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think that's very important. And I think that was considered a lot. And I think the lefty bat was considered a lot. And I do think that we are going down the path of we are a team that doesn't strike out a lot of hitters. We need to put a team that fields well behind our pitchers. And I think if you're looking at that, then it's definitely a win um, putting Dalton Varsho in the outfield. All right, that'll do it for our episode here today. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in to an emergency edition of uh, Buds and Blue Jays. If you want to go back, we just recorded an episode yesterday. We talked about our 10 Christmas lists that we wanted uh, for the Blue Jays. So go back and listen to that episode. Riley, we didn't say a Dalton Marshall trade in that episode. So this kind of came up and it would be a surprise for us. Um, make sure, again, guys, you like and subscribe to the channel. Like us on YouTube. Follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Instagram. We're doing all that stuff. We'll interact with you there. We're going to be a good follow to have during the baseball season because Riley and I always have a lot to talk about. Uh, Riley, any last thoughts before we call our day and get out here nope um it is the eve before christmas eve yep. jesse the uh, the 23rd um i mean same as last time happy holidays there's a absolutely crazy snowstorm going on right now yeah, so I hope is. everyone is i hope everyone has done everything they need to do and everyone is inside warm in a safe home absolutely well let's go blue jays we'll see how this goes going into the 2023 season thanks guys